Welcome back to another episode of Stash Talk. We're here with a special guest, Austin Jazzlove. Jazzlove, it's good to have you on here. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. So, Jazzy, we just like to, you know, just get to know you a little bit more um, on a personal level um, and, you know, get to know about your baseball career and, and everything along the lines of that. So, first question we always ask is, um, Tell us a little about your family. Okay, so I am originally from Temecula, California. I moved to Knoxville, Tennessee about six or seven years ago now. And we all moved here together. My grandmother, my grandmother, my grandfather, my dad, my brother, my uncle. And uh, we moved into Farragut, Tennessee. Heard there was great baseball programs there. And I went to Farragut Middle School. Had a great time there playing baseball, but then I didn't really enjoy some of the things they had going on there. So I, me and my family prayed a lot, and God took me to Christian Academy in Knoxville, where I ended up having a really great high school baseball experience with Coach Farr, and it led me to University of Tennessee, where I'm at now. So, so you mentioned you went to CAK. Um, so I know that there's a little birdie around that uh, that you won a lot of state championships when you were there. Uh, tell us a little bit about those. Yes, the little birdie was right. Um, my freshman year, we went to state and we won. My sophomore year, we also won. And junior year, we also won. But my senior year was cut short. We only had two games because of the coronavirus. But um, yes, actually, the my freshman year, our starting pitcher was actually Spencer Strider, who now plays for the Atlanta Braves. And he indeed did lead us to a state championship my freshman year. And that was so, well, so you don't have a girlfriend. Are you looking for one? I am currently looking for a girlfriend. I, I do need one. I'm getting old now. I think it's about time for me to find somebody that, you know, maybe start a life with one day. You never know. So... Do you happen to remember your first baseball memory? Actually, I don't remember my very first baseball memory, but one baseball memory that I do remember is back at this place called Ronald Reagan Park in Temecula, California. It was where I won my first championship. I do remember that because it was bases loaded, two outs, tied ball game, and I was the walk-off walk to win my first championship back in uh, coach pitch my very first year. All right. So tell us, tell us a little about your like early baseball experience um, going from like California to Tennessee, from California to Farragut and then to CAK, maybe some teams that you may have played with. Yeah. So I started with a team called the Titans and that was the very first time I ever played for when I was 10 years old. And then my dad actually made a team and we were called Temecula Nemesis. And that was about when I was 11 or 12 years old. And we went on from there. We actually were a really good team. We won some, some tournaments back in the day. And um, after that, you know, the baseball there is pretty, pretty good usually. And uh, moved to Knoxville Middle School. And I joined the Christian Academy in Knoxville travel team. Played there for one year and then joined a team called Stealth. Played with them 
a few uh, local Knoxville guys that went on to play D1 as well, like Cam Fisher, Lucas Cook, Mason Patel, a few of them. And then I ended with the Chattanooga Cyclones. Everybody has a recruiting story. Um, walk through us because each one is different. Some coach Vitello does the recruiting for, some mm-hmm. coach Elander. So walk us through how you ended up at UT. And I know it's a little easier yeah. being in Knoxville, but. So actually, it's, that's funny. Um, so the very first time that I was ever recruited by Tennessee or anything like that, I was at a PBR camp at Vanderbilt my freshman year. And Coach Anderson was actually there watching. And he called Coach Vitello and told him about me. And then I was invited to camps, came to a camp. They watched me. And after that, I recruited my sophomore year in October and haven't looked back since. And I'm glad I did. All right. So talk us through what's it like to play for Coach Vitello, Coach Anderson, Coach Elander. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, coach V is definitely a player's coach. He's he's young. He's around everyone all the time, acts, acts like a player. And, and it's just super uh, easy to play for him because everyone, one, everyone's confident with him. And two, it's just he's just like one of the guys. He's not – you don't see him as anyone higher up. But, of course, you still have respect for him. He's your head coach and, and a wise man. So, And Coach E, he's great, helps us out with our swings, helps us out. He'll do anything for us. He does – He's he's wonderful and Coach A's Coach A's Coach A. Everyone loves Coach A. You can't not like him. So when you were growing up, were you a UT fan? I was not. Actually, so in California, uh, professional sports are more of a bigger thing out there than college sports. So I never never went to a college football game, never went to a college baseball game in my entire life until I moved to Knoxville. And when I moved to Knoxville, everyone was like, are you going to the UT football game this weekend? And I was like, what's that? So I got introduced to that actually in high school was the very first time I ever went to one. And um, yeah, ever since I did go to one of those football games, I became kind of a fan. But I was never like big into following or anything like that. Okay. And it's interesting because most of our players did not grow up UT fans and that's probably one thing about this podcast that has surprised me is very few actually grew up UT fans. Yeah. So that is surprising. So Jazz, we're going to switch gears. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, your academics. Okay. Um, so what is your major and what do you want to do with your major or what do you see yourself for the next five to 10 years? My major is journalism and electronic media but I have a minor in informational studies. I chose that major because I absolutely love writing. I can't do math. I'm not a very good guy with math. So I put math math aside <laughs> for my adult life. And I, I love writing. I would love to do some sort of sports analytics, some sports writing, uh, maybe for the MLB one day if baseball happens to not work out. And, um, yeah, the next five or ten years, I, I would hope to get drafted and play play professionally. And once that's done, become a professional sports analyst or a professional writer. So when you look at this team this year, you know, it's not not off to our best start in SEC play, mm-hmm. but uh, what what are your expectations for this team? I think we 
have not even touched the ceiling yet. We're not even like we're not even close. This team has so much talent. We have Zane Denton, he's huge. Maui Hoon is huge. Simo's huge. Blake Berg's huge. Everyone in this team is huge. And I think that we as a whole need to play just better as a team. I feel like some things are I wouldn't say selfish or individualized, but I feel like sometimes we just get ahead of ourselves and, and don't look back at sit back and look at the big picture. I feel like we need to come together as a group better. And I feel like we will. I feel like we've learned a lot through wins and losses. And I think this season's going to turn around. Whether people believe it or not, I really do believe that this season will turn around. And I think that's the case. I think it's just going to – I've said this, and Xander stole this from me, but <laughs> uh, the illustration for me is we are just a puzzle yeah. laid out on the table. And we have some pieces put together, um, but every every piece is there. And it's been interesting because uh, Sully at Florida said it after Sunday's game two weeks ago. And even surprisingly, DVH said it last weekend that this is not the team anybody wants to face in the playoffs if they can get it all together. And so... I think that's the biggest key is if we can just – it clicks. And I don't know what it's going to take. I'm If I knew what it would take, I could probably be a very rich man. But <laughs> um, it's just getting it all to click, and um, I still feel like it will happen because we really only have to win nine SEC games mm. to be guaranteed a slot pretty much or just – Get into the SEC tournament and win it, and you're guaranteed a spot. So, which are both very doable for this team. So, yes. Uh, so the we know you can't control all the factors or decisions, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but we ask a little tough question: What would your role be if you were the one making the decisions in a perfect world? And we have asked every player this. So you're not the only player. Yes. So just go ahead and lay it out. What would be your dream role? My dream role would be starting shortstop. Um, I think that all of all of us are good. Obviously, all of us can contribute to the team. It's just who's the most consistent. And at the end of the day, it's not up to any of us. The, the lead guy, it's why he gets paid what he gets paid. And, uh, yeah, I would like to be a starting shortstop. I'd either hit myself at probably two or two or six, somewhere in there. And then, yeah, go from there. All right. So when you think about all the greatest things that have happened on the baseball field, what do you think the greatest thing that has happened off the field for you at UT is? The greatest thing that's happened to me off the field at UT to be completely honest, it's probably academics because throughout high school, it was really easy for me, I feel like, and time management was never really a factor. But coming into college, like freshman year, time management was huge for me. I wasn't the greatest at it, and it led to some decisions that maybe it could have made better or could have done something differently and it would have had a better outcome. So I would definitely say learning time management 
and learning to be on my own for the first time is the biggest part and best thing that's happened at UT, along with the friendships and 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 uh, everything that comes with being at the University of Tennessee. Gotcha. So say I'm just a normal fan and I'm sitting here at a game and you, and an Austin Jazz love walks by. What is something that I would need to know about him? Or I could just yell at him and, you know, maybe turn his head around. Maybe something that nobody would ever know. Something that no one would ever know. That's a tough question. That is a tough question because I feel like I'm a pretty open book. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. The only thing that I could think of is that I'm half Hispanic and no one knows that. And people ask me all the time and I am and people don't believe me. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. All right. So when Jazzy hits a home run, it's the Hispanic Titanic part two. Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, I, I can't. I thought we can't say Titanic because yeah, that was Evan Melendez or Ivan Melendez and he hit absolute <laughs> moonshots. Uh, I'll come up with a good name, okay. and I'll, if I don't if I don't think of it by the end of this podcast, I'll definitely mention it next one. Okay, I'm gonna think of a good one. <laughs> Hispanic. Right. Okay, okay. Right. So, what are you doing in your free time, Austin? I love to fish. I love to fish, and I love to play MLB the Show. That's the two best things I do to to de stress. On if it's a beautiful day out, take my rod, take my roommate, whoever. And go fish in the river right here because I live on in the landings, which is right on the river, and uh, or play video games if it's if it's not so nice of a day out or it's cold or something like that. All right, so Jazzy, you've you've made your uh, you've made a statement in the SEC. I was trying to think of how I wanted to state out it now. You made your statement in the SEC. Um, you know, playing against all these really top competitors. Who do you think is the toughest competitor you played against? The toughest competitor I think I've played against, I know. Or or with. Or with. I'm going to do both. Okay. So, the best competitor or team, I'll do the best team we probably played against was most definitely Florida, I think. Florida was by far, I think, the most overall solid team. And we did hand it to him on Sunday, so that shows that us as a team can, can beat anyone. And the best competitor I've ever played with, does it have to be in college? No. I'm going to say Spencer Strider, just, just because he was so, he's so adamant about everything he did. And he took care of his body, even at a young age, at 18. He was doing things that some major league players, some 20, 24, 25 year olds don't even do to help their body. And I think that'll help him go a long way. And I've learned from that and try to mimic some of the things that he did and better my game. So Spencer was the real deal in high school. That's what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. He was for sure. He, All right. Yeah. I mean, I would have taken deep, so it's whatever. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I played at your field, which was a short porch, probably. Oh, yeah. It was 300 to left, 300 to right, and 350 dead center. So it was definitely a launch pad. Unbelievable. I know. And I only had two home runs all, right. all of high school. So. <laughs> 
so what what would you say so let me think I gotta think of a good one right here. Uh say you win the Bassmaster Classic. Ooh. What is your dream car? What are you buying your money with? My dream car. Well, I have a dream truck and a dream car, so my dream truck would most definitely be a Shelby Raptor. And my dream car would most likely be either a G-Wagon or a Lamborghini Aventador, of course. Those two, for sure. What do you drive right now? I drive an F-150 Limited 2014. Does it have a name? It does not, but my old truck that I had before was Frank the Ford. So I do need to name this one. All right. What would you say the best gift you've ever received was? The best gift I ever received was probably my first car. My first car, the PS5 I got for Christmas this year. <laughs> because what was your what was your what was the car that you received? The first truck I ever had was a 2012 F-150 Limited. It was black, lifted with nice rims and tires on it, and I ended up totaling it about four years later. All right. So I, before I get to my next question, what's the biggest fish you've ever caught? The biggest fish I've ever caught was a five-pounder, and <sighs> it was at a pond here in Farragut that was a cattle pond, and we just happened to stumble across it, and we've never caught anything under four pounds there. So it has some big bass. But we got to take him to South Georgia. Curb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Grandmama's Pond, we pull them in four to six pounders left Jeez. and right. Like, and then we put them right yes. back. Jeez. I don't think anybody's, I think there's only been one that's been, I mean, in the past like 10 years, I think there's only been like one fish that's ever actually got taken out of. And that was, um, what's his yeah. name? Now we have some that kind of backdoor sneak their way in that took some <laughs> yeah. out, but yeah. So I caught a ten pounder in it. Jeez, my it's, well, what did what did what's his name? Yeah, it was seven something, pushing eight pounds. That's, that's crazy. Like I literally held this one somewhere. I've got a picture. I held it at my shoulder, and it's down below my waist. Wow. I mean, that's that's, that's a dream come true. That's massive. It's insane yeah and but the thing is like you're always catching something yeah. out there if you don't then something's wrong that was my f only like official bass but like i did catch one one time at my home sophomore year of high school biggest bass i've ever caught it was huge and i got it on the on the dock and it flopped right back into the water so uh, i couldn't weigh it or anything no 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 i don't uh, our rule so it is doesn't count it doesn't count it doesn't count our rule is if it don't hit the hand and stay in the hand, it don't count. It doesn't count. Yeah. I I literally that was last year, I think. I literally dove in the pond <laughs> because I got it to the shore and it jumped off, but it was sitting on mud and it couldn't get away. And it was probably Ooh. seven pounds. And I literally That's jumped lucky. in, lost my shoe, grabbed it, picked it up. Held it, took a picture really fast. For some stupid reason, I had my phone in my hand, jumping in the pond. 
Take a picture, throw it back. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, baseball players are interesting creatures. Mm-hmm. What superstitions do you have before games, during games, when you come up the bat? Talk to us. So, before games, my one superstition that I think most baseball players have is don't touch the line, don't step on the line. No matter it's practice, no matter it's a game, never step on the line, always jump over it. And I always jump over it on my right foot. I always jump over the line on my right foot and land on it on my right foot. I don't know why. I've just always done that. Just just been a habit. And then another one I have, just like a routine. It's not really superstition, but I'll hit both my cleats and spin the bat and catch it before I go up to the box. And then make a line and do the same thing and focus before I get in. Just kind of something to just let me focus before. I get up to bat, and those are about the only two things, superstition-wise or habit-wise, that I do on the field. So, Jazz, we like to, you know, change things up a little bit. So, recall this um, speed round. Okay. I'm just going to ask you a question. You answer it with the best answer at the top of your head. Sounds good. Hit me. All right. What's your favorite food? Steak. Color. Green. Candy. Smarties. Non-baseball player athlete. Kobe Bryant. Song. Ooh. Suavemente by Elvis Crespo. Say that again. Suavemente by Elvis Crespo. All right. You hold hold on to that one. Okay. All right. Who's the funniest teammate? And Kirby Connell, of course. <laughs> Who? You. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Cake or pie? Pie. You can't qualify this next one because your your qualifier is going out the window. <laughs> the best hitting pitcher. Seth Halverson. Okay. What pitcher hits the best fungo? Redmond Walsh. That doesn't count. Redmond doesn't count. He's not a pitcher. Kirby Cono. Yeah. I'd add that one in there. I just hit fungo today. Uh, the strongest arm from a fielder? Me. Good. That's all I like to hear. You've actually been in. Right. You've actually been named. Wow. Okay. By a lot of people. Cool. cool. Yeah. Heck, maybe you know, Coach V did see me hit a little fungo today, so he might, you know, might call me out and say, "Hey, you want to come hit some fungo one day?" So maybe, maybe. So, Jazz, if you ever need some ground balls, just let me know. I'll grab the fungo and we'll go out there. Sounds good. I'll I'll hit you up. All right. What is your walk-up song? My walk-up song currently is Humble by Little Baby. Can you sing it for us? I cannot. (laughs) I cannot sing it for you. Can you sing your favorite song, though? I honestly don't even have a favorite song. I really don't. You said it. 
What, what I mean, was the one okay, that you just it's said? it's a it's a favorite song, but it's in Spanish, and I don't know the words. <laughs> Is that fair? Unbelievable! I like that. It's in Spanish, and I don't know the. You words. You just like the sound. <laughs> I just like it. I've always liked it. It was my walk-up song in high school, and it was gonna be my walk-up, but I figured I'd switch it up and see what happens. So I have a question. Maybe so, neither one of you has the mm-hmm. answer to this, but. So, I've heard two stories. Okay. Maui's song. Somebody said it was written just for him. Somebody else said it is actually a song. <laughs> yes. I think it's actually a song. Uh, I can confirm it's actually a song. Okay. I can actually confirm. It. Okay. It is, it is a song. His name's not actually Maui. His, yes, his name is Walter. Walter Clyde. Well, yes. Yes. Hi, baby. (laughs) All right, Jazz. What or who is your biggest influence or supporter in becoming a baseball player? My father. My father has been the biggest, biggest supporter and biggest help for me to become who I am today and just a baseball player in general because no one in my family actually played baseball. My dad played basketball. My mom played basketball in high school. So no one actually has played baseball besides me. And ever since I was little, we just stuck to it. Took me to the field every day and helped me out. We grinded and it led to where I'm at today and hopefully on to the next chapter in baseball. So So, so I'm going to say this. Your grandma was right up there with you. Oh, she's the biggest supporter. (laughs) The biggest supporter, yes, but my father was the biggest, biggest help okay. to developing me. To becoming uh, you can't, you can't miss my grandmother. She's, she's there all the like time. Like I stand right behind where she sits, almost every uh, week, holding my wall up that I have to hold up. I'm sorry for you, but oh no, 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 I, you look, you can't, you, you cannot fault a grandmama for loving her grandson and thinking no matter what he should be batting or he should be fielding or he should be pitching or you you can't i I won't ever because that is that is what life's about so it is it is sorry to interrupt curb go ahead no you are perfectly fine so jazz (laughs) Um, we talked about your favorite moment off of the field. What has been your favorite moment on the field? My favorite moment on the field was definitely state championship my junior year because that was definitely the biggest thing that has happened to me in baseball championship-wise because for all you guys that didn't know, I registered freshman year, so I wasn't really around for to go to Omaha and to go to all the tournaments and stuff. So I really wasn't as involved in that as I wish I could have been. But for me, on the field was definitely probably the state championship my junior year. Because it was a three-peat, and that was the first time it had ever happened in school history. What has been your worst moment? My worst moment ever has been when I was – 13 we were qualifying to go to the little league world series and we were in the south or west regional 
it was one game away from going to the college or uh, Little League World Series, and I was the last strikeout. And I cried for a long time after that. I was so sad. <laughs> so when you think about um, the impact that you've made on others here at Tennessee, what do you want your legacy to be known as when you leave? I want my legacy to be left and known as just someone that was goofy and fun to be around and that everyone enjoyed his company because I just like to make people smile and brighten their day. Whether I'm the end of the joke or they're the end of the joke, it really doesn't matter to me as long as people laugh. And I think being kind to others and and looking out for them is just as important as looking out for yourself because without them, you, would, you wouldn't have the memories and friendships that you can carry on with you the rest of your life. So, so when you think about all the teammates that you've played with in high school and in college, what teammate would you pay to go watch? To go watch play? Yes. Um, I mean, I could literally go watch, pay to watch Spencer Strider, but. If I would go pay to watch somebody, it would probably be Cam Fisher because Cameron Fisher is tearing it up right now at Charlotte. And I've been very interested to see what his swing has looked like and what he has looked like defensively because I have not watched him play since we were about 16. So Cameron Fisher, probably. So y'all have that in common, right? Yeah, I played with Cam when he was with the Owls. Yeah. And he, he hit some... I forgot about that. He, he hit some moonshots playing with the outs. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I he's, think it was. He's, he's good. Oh, what's the uh, Florence? He hit that one at Florence. I'm not sure it's landed yet. That was a shot and a half. <laughs> he's, a, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. So, little serious here at the end. Um, Who's your hero? My hero is my father again because he's been through a lot in his life. Yeah, I'm, I'm just so proud of him for the way he's handled it. Um, he does he does a lot for his family and he sacrifices a lot that he doesn't 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 have to sacrifice and he does a lot of things that he doesn't have to do for his family that he has done and will continue to do, and that just is really the way to be a man. He showed me that, and I'm just I'm grateful for everything he's done for us and. I'm grateful that I got to watch him do things that I can now look back and say, wow, that's like what, exactly what I want to do or want to be like when I become a father or significant other. Okay. If you could solve one or two world problems, what would they be and why? It would be world hunger, one, because no one deserves to starve and no one deserves any of any of that. And then two would be everyone knowing the word because that's a big problem, I think, because some people just don't know it and aren't able to know it. For example, like some third world countries and stuff aren't able to, to know the word and the Bible and all that type of deal. And I think everyone should know and be involved in Christ in some way. Okay. Uh, I don't know that we have a uh, special question, so okay. I do. Then you go. Then I'm going to have one. Also, 
So, Jazz, um, the start off our year, um, this was your first year um, actually, like, starting. And yes. so tell us what went through your mind when you figured out that Maui was not going to be able to play the first <laughs> game and you were the first one to get called on. I couldn't believe it, to be honest. Uh, I was very confused as all of us were. And I'm not going to lie, at first I got nervous on the bus. My hands were kind of getting sweaty. <laughs> I was I was thinking about all the possibilities, like, gosh, I could really mess up. Like, this could be bad. But then I sat back, took a deep breath, and, and relaxed and prayed and knew that all the hard work I put in could really pay off. And I think I handled myself very well for the first time being on the field. So just total freak out moment or you kept it all inside or. (laughs) Oh, I kept it all inside because I didn't want, I didn't want everyone to know that their starting shortstop for the night was, was stressed out or um, nervous. So I kept it to myself. So y'all may opt out of this one. If so, then I'll just delete it. But. Okay. Um, the question everybody wants to know. So if you don't know, uh, this really somewhat came about because I'm on Vol Nation. And um, everybody wanted to know the players and wanted, you know, the background stories. They always kept asking me, so tell us what we don't know about a player. And, and some things I knew, some things I didn't. And I am really, really careful what I put out there and what I don't because sometimes – Sometimes yeah. I know things, not always through Kirby, but mm-hmm. sometimes through just hearing other parents talk or other players. Or, and so, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I just have to plead the fifth and go, I can't tell you. And then when it comes out, I go, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I was talking about. <laughs> but, yeah. so the question on Vol Nation right now, yes. and the question, and if you don't want to answer, I completely understand. What is it? No, what is I, it I going to will. take for it to click? If that makes sense. So this is this is, what is th- it this is to both to of you. And again, if you don't, I fully understand. But what's it going to take? Because again, I believe everything is there. And I, I mean, like everybody keeps going. What's what's the deal? What's the deal? I mean, I'm at a softball game tonight and. You know, people that follow Kirby here because we live in the middle of Clemson and South Carolina land. But, like, there's a huge contingency (laughs) in this small little town that keeps up with Kirby. Like, what's the deal with UT baseball? Because all of a sudden, over the last three, four years, they've started watching every game. So, my question to you guys is, if you're willing to dive into this, is what do you you think it's going to take for it to click because I don't think it's lack of talent. I don't think it's lack of coaching. I don't think it's lack of skills. It's just, I don't know. Uh, if you're not comfortable with it, Kirby, I can answer it. I got a good answer, but you can answer first. Um, I would say that we weren't as close of a team in the beginning as we are now. 
And I think that as we come closer as a group, it'll eventually click because that's how it always works with teams. And I think we as a team have gotten together outside of baseball more just to hang out or eat pizza, watch football, basketball, whatever, and to hang out really get to know each other because not everyone really knew each other in a way. And I also think that I'm not going to name names or anything, but some people may or may not be too in, worried about their own things like stat lines, draft, whatever, instead of a team win or playing for the team, if that makes sense. I think um, we just need everybody pulling on the same string, uh, pulling on the same rope. Um, I think it's basically – and I, our coaching staff knows it, um, is you're starting to see it a whole lot more, um, is that the pitchers and the position players are split into two different groups. Um, but I think what has helped us in the past week, week and a half, is we've spent time together. We have done stuff outside of baseball. We've gotten away from the field and gotten to enjoy time with each other instead of just coming to the field. and I mean, I wouldn't say there was any, like, nobody wanted to fight each other. It was just the fact that, you know, this guy, this infielder or whatever, didn't know this younger pitcher and stuff like that. So it's yeah. like it's like you, didn't, like you didn't know, oh, I didn't know this about this guy. And now it's like, okay, now we're starting to click and everything's starting to go together and we're starting to become a team. Um, so – um, you know, just trying to – honestly, I think it's – we just need that time to get away from baseball. Like, we spend so much time when we're at the field, we spend so much time thinking about how we need to do something instead of just going out there and being a little – like, V says it all the time, just play like you're a little kid. Play like so, you're a little eager. I know, granted, we don't need to play like one, but we need so, to act So like I actually yeah. have this – yeah, that's crazy because I have this weird dream, and I normally don't remember my dreams if I dream. I had this weird dream that you guys literally, and I started to share this with Kirby last night that you guys literally had this what I would yeah. call or oh, what's the movie Kirby? Um, no, 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 y'all play like the Bad News Bears at times, but. No, the one where they just pick teams and they hit the ball over the fence and the dog bites it. Sandlot. Sandlot. Y'all literally had a Sandlot ball game. You know, because we did it once in Missouri, kind of. So, like, you just have two guys pick teams and make a lineup. Everybody bats. Like, nobody can play the same field, same (laughs) position twice. And, you know, just – Something to take you back to when it's fun because I've got to believe with all my heart, even the ones that are succeeding right now, if that makes sense, even on your on your uh-huh. good day, because you're, as a team, not playing good, it's not fun. And baseball is a game. And... You know, somehow you've got to find the fun in it. And I know there's not a whole lot of fun when you lose, and especially, you know, as you guys have lost some. Uh, but I, I still think it's all there. But 
So I'm glad you had an answer. I still don't know that either, that any of that's the answer because I think there's just a there's just a click that's going to happen, and if it doesn't happen, yeah, it could be a long next six weeks. If it clicks, you could ultimately make the run. And the weird part of baseball is. As we learned last year, you can be the best team in the nation, but if you're not hot at the right time, you're sitting at home at the end. So, yep. yep. Only time will tell. So, you got any NIL deals? Uh, I do. I have one with Maple Hall, which is downtown on Gay Street. It's a bowling alley. And I have one with Busy Bee Boutique as well. I just signed with them yesterday. So I'll be getting a t-shirt design and a hat design soon. Okay. And I'm working on a few others. So, so we have somewhat been helpful with this, but uh, if somebody's wanting to get a hold of you or keep up with you, what are your social media handles or email address or whatever you want to put out there that people can either keep up with you or get in touch with you. And uh, we probably don't say this enough, but, always because my stuff is always out there and Kirby's is out there. So if you, if you want to get in touch with anybody that we've done a podcast with or uh, with Austin, uh, you can always get in touch with us and we'll pass it on. But uh, social media handles, awesome. what are yours? Yeah. So my Instagram is my Instagram is Lil underscore Jazzy nine L I L underscore j-a-z-z-y-9 and my email is a-u-s-t-e-n j-a-z-z-y-9 at gmail.com alright Curb give us yours you can follow us at volleyfingers at yahoo you can (laughs) you can You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Volleyfingers. You can email us at volleyfingers at yahoo.com, or you can follow me personally at KirbyConnell35 on Instagram. Well, Jazz, I want to say thank you for getting on here and opening up about your life and letting us get to know you a little bit more. Is there anything that we may have missed? There's not. I just really appreciate you guys letting me do this. It was fun. It was really fun. I appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you have enjoyed Stash Talk. We'll have a next episode up here next week. Uh, might get a might get a cool little guest. We might not know yet.